Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Thank you for being with us for GNAC Insider again this week. We have a fun show for you. Tonight, I say tonight because we record the show live with our guests on Tuesday nights, and you're always welcome to join us then at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider if you choose to listen live. But most folks listen during the week. And uh, so we've got a fun show to talk about tonight to, to tell you about. Evan O'Kelly will join me here in a second. But we're going to talk some basketball. And really, one of the hottest teams in the GNAC in women's basketball, Seattle Pacific, Their coach, Julie Heisey, will be with us here momentarily. So we'll be talking about how the Falcons have been playing, and frankly, it's been quite well. And then a guy who really has probably as much insight into GNAC basketball, men's and women's, as anybody else. And that's Dave Harshman. He's the guy who does the color commentary, one of the top basketball analysts in the Northwest. And we're happy to have him with us tonight as we're going to talk about basketball and specifically the games that are on Root Sports. And we've got another one coming up this weekend, but some exciting games already on Root Sports. And, of course, um, Dave has done the uh, color commentary for each of them and will do for the remaining games. So that's very exciting. And then Mallory Holtman Fletcher, Central Washington's softball head coach, will give us a preview of a big tournament taking place in Las Vegas as the softball season is getting underway. But before we go any further, let me welcome Evan O'Kelly to the program. Evan, thank you so much for being with us tonight. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. So thanks. You've lined up a good show. I'm really looking forward to talking with Dave Harshman because I enjoy his color commentary so much uh, on the telecast, and it'll be fun to talk basketball with him. But uh, we've got two great women's coaches with us, Julie Heisey and Mallory Holton-Fletcher. So thanks. Uh, thanks so much for uh, setting this up. Yeah, it should be a great show. You know, Dave's got a ton of experience as much as anybody in terms of basketball in the Pacific Northwest. And then Julie Heisey's another one, been around for a long time. And Mallory Holtman Fletcher's got quite the history in the GNAC as well. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So um, now the next game on TV that Dave's going to be doing is Saturday night. Is that right? Yep, that's right. He'll be down in Monmouth, uh, Oregon, a men's basketball game, St. Martin's in Western Oregon. That's at 5 p.m. Pacific time, and he'll be uh, calling that one en route with Bob Akamian. One of the things that was exciting about the last telecast is only the third player in GNAC history to execute a triple-double. Yeah, it was Austin Bragg of Western Washington and as we'll see here tonight when we start talking with Dave, uh, they had a connection going back uh, further than this season, so that's a pretty interesting story. That'll be fun. Well, I know you've got to uh, get going here, and uh, uh, I'm going to let you go, but we look forward to uh, visiting with you a little later in the show. We always bring Evan back at the end of the show, give him a chance to uh, kind of wrap some things up and give us a preview, and he's actually got a special trip that he's going to be making on uh, this weekend, and we'll tell you more about that as we talk softball a little bit later. But let's start the show by talking uh, basketball. Uh, Julie Heisey, Seattle Pacific women's basketball head coach. Now, SPU is currently in a four-way tie for second place in the GNAC standings, conference record 
of 7-4. and four. Seattle Pacific coming off a 68-62 to 62 road victory over Western Washington on Saturday. They won six of their last seven games, and we could not be uh, any happier about uh, having Coach Heisey with us. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we're very happy to have you. You know, I was looking at your, your, your uh, season, and I don't want to start out negative here, but if you, you had one stretch where you lost four out of five games, if you take that out, you've won 13 out of 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't think that's negative. I think that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, tell me about Christmas how the season started. Christmas was in the middle of that, just to be fair. Pardon me? <laughs> I said Christmas break was in the middle of that, to be fair. Well, that's what I was thinking, you know, because it was right in the middle of that, and you started, like, with eight eight or nine wins in a row, and then six, since that little stretch I talked about, you won six out of seven. So, obviously, the club's playing well. Well, we're getting back on track. We, um, our team had a lot of experience returning, and then um, the third game of the season, our um, – well, our overall best player from last year, um, Aubrey Callen, tore her ACL. So we had to learn to play without her. And then we also lost the senior starter from last year, Michelle Barnes. And then we got going again, and then we played two weeks without Maddie Flommer, who had a concussion. So it's been kind of a challenge because we've been short on bodies and we've had a mixture of people on the floor. Well, it sounds like when you've had everybody healthy, though, you've played well. Yeah, no, and I think we're playing well right now. I think we played really well at Western. But, I mean, it's not been a normal season, that's for sure, because we're playing two freshmen a lot when we thought we were going to be playing a lot of seniors. Let's talk about those freshmen who are getting a lot of playing time. Tell us about them. Okay. Well, Hannah Rodriguez is um, a freshman guard forward from um, Eugene, Oregon, and she played the point guard in high school. But um, I liked her as a four player because she um, is a really good passer and I think a good shooter. I never dreamed that she would be starting right now. I thought she would be ready in about two years. But she's one of our smartest defensive players and probably one of our best passers into the post. And just steady. I mean, every night you watch things on film that you don't see in in a stat sheet. She makes the extra effort to get a tip and then we get the rebound or she does a really good job boxing out, or she closes out with high hands. So she's not flashy, but she's really consistent. And she's stepped into that starting lineup since um, Aubrey Callen got hurt. And then Stacy Lukasavich is from Colorado. And, again, I thought she would be really good in two years. But she's one of our best defenders, and she can defend on the ball or away from the ball when you have shooters like Katie Colliard um, coming off of screens, you know, flare screens. And, again, just brings a lot of energy. Um, it's timely in getting to the basket for a layup. But good rebounder and good defender. Speaking of defense, I saw that your your team is holding its opponents to under 37% field goal percentage for the season. That's pretty darn good. Yes. That, I mean, we're still a little higher than our original goal was, but we're getting where we want to be. And I thought Saturday at Western – they're shooting about 46% from the field, and we held them, I think, to under 37. And so that showed me, just watching film and, and watching them play that night, that we are getting better, and we're understanding that defense can change games. Without a doubt. And winning at Bellingham never comes easy. No, it doesn't. And I thought they played very, very well on our court, and we played well offensively that night, too. So... 
um, that was a test going in, into Bellingham and winning there, especially when they just lost the game because Western doesn't lose back-to-back games very often. No, they'd had the long winning streak. And, you know, I mean, w- those of us who are observers would think, you don't want to be the team that comes in right after they had their losing streak broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were both in the same boat, though, because we both had lost the night before. So you both come in licking your wounds a little bit. So let's talk some more about some of your players. Uh, one of the top players for you has been uh, Cedar, senior Katie Benson. Tell us about her. 20 points a game. Yeah, Katie is um, She's pretty unbelievable. It's fun to watch how far she's come as a freshman. Uh, you know, from a freshman to a senior, because she was always a good shooter. And um, but there were times early in her career where she didn't want to rebound, and so it's really exciting to see her getting many double doubles this season. And she's averaging 9.5 rebounds, but she is just a really good rebounder and a great defender, as well as really versatile. She can score off the dribble, she can hit the three, she can post inside and score, and. Um, I don't know. It's just fun to watch her become a very complete player and obviously um, someone that makes us better in every area with her leadership, her defense, her rebounding, and her scoring. Well, she gives you strength inside. Now, you've also got a couple of great three-point shooters, Betsy Kingma and Susanna Olson. Yeah. Um, Betsy is very, very much a good three-point shooter, although she had 17 points against Western and only hit, I think, one three, but... Betsy can light it up. I mean, she hit some big threes at um, NNU, and I think she had seven or eight in that game. And the other night down the stretch, um, Western was making a comeback, and she hit a timely three. And if she has a look, if she has an open look, she definitely can knock it down. And then Susanna is, you know, our, our starting point guard. And, you know, she's, again, really versatile, too, because she can get all the way to the hole. She can shoot that three or she can hit um, a nice pull-up jumper. So she's hard to guard right now. And it's, it's like I said, it's just fun because she's a junior, Betsy's a junior. It's fun to see those girls change and grow into more complete players than they were when they first came. Talk a little bit about a couple of sophomore players who've, who've made uh, some great contributions for you. Let's start with uh, Maddie Flommer. You, you mentioned she was injured for a little bit. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie is an outstanding player, and she has just been injured more than – um, anybody should be injured, but uh, she tore her <coughs> excuse me tore her meniscus in December, so she missed a couple games there, and then came back after Christmas, and I thought played really well, and then um, got a concussion against uh, Montana State Billings. But Maddie, again, is a kid that is very capable of scoring. She can score 20 points a game. Um, she's a very very good rebounder, but she's really just sees the game well. She's a good screener. She's a good passer. She does a lot of things that, um, again, aren't always seen in a stat sheet. And so if you look at her stats, you look at five points, six rebounds, you don't think that there's much there. But um, she's very capable on any given night of going off. And like I said, she does a really good job of finding the open person and making great passes. A player who's come off the bench most of the time, another sophomore, Brianne Lasconia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brienne, she, um, Brienne is like my energizer bunny. She can go 100 miles an hour and never gets tired. She loves to compete and, um, again, is very versatile. She's really able to, I don't know, she does things that you're like, I'm not sure if that's going to work, and then it goes in. But she really gets <laughs> the hole well, and she's left-handed, and 
even though she's not shooting a great three-point percentage this year, she is very capable from the three-point line. And um, But really becoming a good defender, she has great quickness, and she just loves to compete. And, you know, we've had certain games where she's had some really big games where she's able to get to the hole or get to the free-throw line, and she just makes things happen. And, um, again, you know, she's becoming a better passer all the time, and she leads our, she's our second leading um, assist giver. Another hot team in the conference. I think you're playing it this week, and I yeah, happen to catch that. Yeah, <laughs> and you played a great. I mean, your team played a great uh, game against them that was televised. Those of us got a chance to see it, uh, including uh, Mr. Harshman, who's going to join us in a minute. But uh, oh, okay, I mean, you had to be proud of your team uh, that Saturday playing at home against Billings. Well, yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, we were in that middle of the um, – we had lost three games in a row because we had lost to West Texas A&M, and we'd lost to Simon Fraser and Western, and then we had Billings. And so that was a big game for us. And um, Billings is a very, very good team, and Bobby Knutson is one of the best players in the nation. There's no question that she's an All-American, and she just does so much for that team. And they're versatile, too. I mean, um, they have a six-four player in Banas that – is um, I think she's scoring or she's shooting 56 or 57 percent from the field, and Kayleen Goggins can is a post player that can shoot from the three, or she can post up and she can drive. And Janelle Olson is a tremendous rebounder. They're just very they have a lot of depth and they're very very good, and they can make you pay if you give them an open three, they're going to knock it down. And so that was a big win against a very, very good team, and, you know, we go there again this Saturday, and so we definitely have our work cut out for us. Yeah, that'll be a great game. We look forward to to seeing the results. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, How do you like where you are at this point in the season? You're a little bit past the halfway mark. Well, I think considering all the injuries we've had, um, I'm really proud of our kids. We have a long ways to go, but I think we're getting better on a daily basis, and we're really working hard, and I don't know, I just have a great group of kids that who aren't selfish. They just they want to be the best they can be. And so right now, you know, we aren't, like I said, the same team I thought we were going to be. But I think we're doing well, and um, we just got to finish well. We have a very hard conference, and on any, any given night, anybody can win or anybody can lose. So I think it's just being ready every night. Very good. Thank you, Coach, so much for being with us. Okay, thank you. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Julie Heisey, the SPU, Seattle Pacific University Falcons women's basketball coach, and she's got them playing extremely well. Right now, let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Burnaby, Simon Fraser University announced the hiring of new football coach Jacques Chapdelaine Tuesday morning. The former offensive coordinator of the BC Lions, he is a Simon Fraser alumnus who played for the Klan and professionally in the Canadian Football League for seven seasons. In Billings, Montana State Billings women's basketball coach Kevin Wooden was named GNAC Coach of the Month for January after piloting Montana State Billings to a 7-1 record in the month. Currently, his team has won six games in a row and is in first place in the GNAC standings. In Bellingham, the Western Washington men's basketball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after defeating Alaska Fairbanks on Thursday and Alaska Anchorage on Root Sports on Saturday. In Seattle, the Seattle Pacific men's basketball team moved up one spot 
in the latest top 25 to number 19 in the NCAA. In Monmouth, the Western Oregon baseball team returned home after taking three out of four games from number 18-ranked Cal State Monterey Bay in the team's first series of the season. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending February 2nd can be found at GNACSports.com. GNACSports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. We're very happy to uh, welcome to the program a voice that's probably very familiar to you if you follow basketball in the Northwest as he's the color commentator on the GNAC television sports uh, broadcast on Root Sports. Uh, very happy to have with us Dave Harshman. Dave, thank you for joining us tonight. Kevin, my pleasure. Hey, you know, I really appreciate the color commentary that you do on the games. And I have to tell you, one of the things that impresses me so much is that it's obvious how familiar you are with uh, with all these players, men and women. You seem to know all of them real well. Well, you know, what's interesting is that you know, I'm a basketball junkie. I've been involved in the game, not counting playing, but just as a coach or a, or a player or a commentator or whatever for 45 years. So, you know, <laughs> and I just think it's like You started like when you were about four years kind of, old, I guess, huh? <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm I'm 66 and a half years old. I I I feel like I'm a young guy still, but you know I got a few miles on. on but but you know I feel kind of like um, the Russell Wilson to the fact that you know cause because of all the stuff that's happened around the Seattle Tacoma area with the Seahawks is that you know you you, you kind of uh, the game rejuvenizes you and you know keeps you young and you get the opportunity to to work with young men and women on a consistent basis and then to see them go on from their high school situations and their and their um elite level playing in the summertime to play at at a uh division 2 or higher level you know, it makes you feel good because you may have had some small part in it. You know, I'm not trying to take any credit, but it just, it, I know I feel like a proud parent when I see a person who you've had some relationships with uh, be successful. Well, I appreciate your modesty, but I saw the game on, on uh, Saturday, and I know you had to be thrilled when Austin Bragg got his triple-double, and he gave you some credit. Well, the thing is, I, I met Austin. I, I had come back from uh, China. I was over there for four months working with uh, with their professional teams, kind of as a consultant. Uh, the Chinese are, uh, can do two things really well. They really run the floor and they really shoot it, but they have no concept of fundamentals or, or defense. So we worked really hard with the, to try to help them. And I came back and I ran into a gentleman friend of mine from, from the Rich Kirkpatrick, who's a doctor in the Longview area, and 
And he asked what I was doing, and I told him about you know my player development stuff and the things I did. He said, well, could we get you involved down here? So what happened is I started going down and did some clinics, and then all these kids wanted individual lessons. Well, that's when I first met Austin. He was this skinny, scrawny, 15-year-old kid, maybe even 14 at the time, because, you know, he is he's a late developer. I think his his birthday is late August or early September. So he graduated from high school, and he wasn't 18 until actually entering college his freshman year. So we have some history, and, you know, I, every kid that I see, not just Austin Bragg, but, I mean, every, whether it's a young man or a young woman, if I see, watch them play, and uh, I see something where that I can maybe give them a pointer or two, I'll let them know, and I'll tell them, hey, you know, you have a great opportunity. But, but well, I always say this. Provided, because th- that means uh, what I say. Basketball is like life. You get out of it what you put into it. So what I'm trying to tell them: Hey, look at if you want to be a player, you can be a player. But here's the things that you have to do to become a player. Here's what I see that you do pretty well right now. Here's your areas where you need to continue to to grow, and you got to put the time in. And then you know you try to put it in in uh, uh, some type type of. Uh, uh, an area where they can understand, you know, not everybody's going to go out like Larry Bird and shoot 1,500 jump shots a day. But, but you know, if you want to get, you know, the four areas physically that I always talk about are you've got to get bigger, stronger, quicker, faster. And you have a lot of kids that might be quick and fast but maybe not big and strong or vice versa. So you try to explain to them how they can improve in those areas. But it, it really, you know, when I see that then, and, and Austin is a kid, like I said, you know, he's 6'9 now. He's still only 205 pounds, and I and I told him and his father way back when, I said, you will not reach your potential as a basketball player until maybe your senior year in college or after college, and I think now it continues to go after college. So, yeah, it's it, it's neat to see that, and, you know, he's not the only one, but he, he had a great a great game, and, and to think that that was only the third time in the history of the GNAC that somebody got a triple-double, I mean, that's that's pretty special. I wish we had more time, Dave. Let me just have you give give me a quick analysis of uh, both the men's and women's races here in the next uh, couple of minutes. Uh, we've got some good races in, in both men's and women's basketball in the GNAC. How do you see it? Well, you know, I, I think you've got to look at SPU as, as the favorite, you know, being the preseason uh, uh, number one in the whole country. Uh, they play extremely well together. Uh, this is not a knock when I say this. An, anal- an analysis, when I looked after the game in Bellingham, where they, I wasn't surprised they beat Western. I was surprised how much they controlled the game. Sure. But it was yep. one of those games, and I, afterwards I said this. I said, at that moment, SPU was a better team, but maybe Western had better physical abilities overall. And so, you know, uh, and I, mean, I don't mean that as a slight to Western. I mean, you know, uh, SPU plays so well together, and they know mm-hmm. their strengths, they know their areas of weakness, if you want to say that, and they know how to cover them up. So, you know, those two are going to be there. I think uh, Mick Durham's doing, doing a great job at Fairbanks. They stubbed their toe this last week. Last week. But I think both the, the uh, Alaska teams are going to have something to say about about who comes out of here, but I've got to say it's got to be SPU Western, and then somebody else like the the Alaska schools could sneak in there. Uh, on the women's side, it, it's interesting because I know that Western women were very disappointed last week. The SPU women got a great win up there, but Billings and Simon Fraser. I mean, you know, I think you can throw a blanket over three or four teams. 
uh, not to mention uh, St. Martin's too, although although they they haven't done as well the last week or so. But you know, it's so competitive, and that's why I I try to tell this to the people on TV. If you haven't gone out and watched Division Two basketball in this league, in this league, you're missing something because this is as good a basketball. Division two that you're going to see all over the country, and people, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so I know all the areas of Division one from the Big Ten and the ACC on down to the Big Sky, and I also know the leagues within the Division two and the Division three. So, you know, I can tell you pretty much who's going to be there and why they're going to be there. Uh, and sometimes you have people that that jump up that that not, not necessarily surprise you, but but maybe once once uh, in a few years uh, make a jump up. But you know this league is really competitive, and the coaching is really first rate. Well, your father was a pretty good coach, I guess, Hall of Famer. You're a great broadcaster. I hope to have you on the show again uh, one day soon, Dave. Thank you so much for being with us. I'd love to do it again. Thank you. Okay, thank you so very kindly. I'll tell you what, I really enjoy watching the games, and I've got to give a plug to uh, Brad Adam and Bob Akamian, too, the play-by-play guys uh, on the TV broadcast. You've got to watch the games on Root Sports. As, uh, as he said, the, the quality of basketball is outstanding, and uh, we're very lucky to have the games available to us. For those who, uh, like me, who can't go uh, in person very conveniently, it's great to be able to watch them on Root Sports. Now let's take a look at this week in the GNAC. In softball, 32 teams are set to participate in the Desert Stinger, a tournament hosted by Montana State Billings in Las Vegas. Games begin Friday and run through Sunday, and six of the seven GNAC softball teams will participate in the event. In men's basketball, the GNAC Game of the Week features visiting Northwest Nazarene and Western Oregon, with the tip-off time of 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturday in Monmouth. The game will be broadcast live on Root Sports and across the United States on DirecTV Channel 687 and Dish Network Channel 426. In women's basketball, key matchups include first place Montana State Billings hosting Seattle Pacific on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Second place, Western Washington at Northwest Nazarene at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Thursday, and Alaska Anchorage at St. Martin's at 5.15 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursday. In baseball, Western Oregon heads back to California to challenge Sonoma State in a four-game series this weekend. Meanwhile, Northwest Nazarene gets its season underway against Hawaii Pacific on Friday. And St. Martin's kicks off its 2014 campaign at home on Saturday. In track and field, runners from three GNAC schools are set to run at the University of Idaho Vandal Invite on Friday and Saturday. Runners will begin preparing for the GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships set for February 21st and 22nd at the Ford Idaho Center in Nampa. And for complete schedules, news, standings, and more, be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. 
Visit CWU in sunny central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. Central Washington is one of the teams that is uh, going to be joining the uh, Desert Stinger that we just mentioned a moment ago, and we're very happy to have the head coach of Central Washington's softball team, Mallory Holtman-Fletcher, the Wildcats softball coach, who just came off the field uh, right at the end of practice. We appreciate your making time for us, Coach. No problem. So tell me... uh, you must be fired up. It's a fun time of the year in any sport when you're just ready, get, you know, ready to open the season. Tell me about uh, how your team is from a health standpoint. Do you have everybody pretty healthy? We do. Um, you know, I guarantee you we're going to travel the largest roster to Vegas with 23 healthy girls. So, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's going to be pretty exciting, and um, our, our girls are ready to go. And I think if they weren't healthy, they wouldn't let me know because they're so excited to play. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I mentioned this last week when we talked a little bit of baseball and softball, but coaching in the Northwest in these sports, when you're getting so started, you know, we're going to have temperatures in the Northwest, you know, I think maybe in the single digits in some areas. You're heading down. Obviously, it's going to be warmer in Las Vegas, but how tough is it to get a team ready in this climate? Um, you know, one thing is our coaching staff is used to this. You know, between – uh, our four coaches, we have 70 years at Central, and we know what it's like every year when we have to go to a tournament and we haven't been outside. You know, luckily for us this year, we've been outside twice, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's more than we've ever been outside. You know, we just really reiterate to our girls the importance of fundamentals, and we can do fundamentals inside. Uh, lucky yeah. for us, we have a great place to practice on Thursday thanks to the UNLV softball program, and we're just going gonna, gonna to take reps and we're going to do what we need to do for a couple hours be ready but um being inside isn't a weakness for us it's just another uh it's a little obstacle that we overcome but we're used to it well that's a great way to look at it and i know you had a a career there and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute but let me have you talk some about your players uh returning key players uh jill mcdaniels remy bradley among them uh remy was freshman of the year last year uh she's like a little silent stalker she hit i think 381 by the end of the year and she did it without, I think, people really noticing until the end when they're like, who is this freshman hitting 380? <laughs> um, she's, she's the exact same player, and she's getting faster, and she's getting, I think she's becoming more of a student of the game, which is great because, especially as a slapper who has different things that they can do, when they become a student of the game and they can really read defenses, know what people are doing, that's when they're going to become successful. So I think Raymond's going to have a great year this year. Um, You know, we're probably going to move her from right field to left field, let her see a few more balls uh, in left field, but I think she's going to be really successful again. I don't have a doubt. Uh, Jill McDaniels, she's one of those players you don't want to pitch to, Um, and I don't want to pitch against her, and our pitchers don't like pitching to her. She's strong, she's smart, um, and she's really, she's determined. You know, I think seniors are a scary thing to play against because they feel that finality coming, and they want it. And mm-hmm. our entire team wants it, but Jill McDaniels being a captain, returning uh, newcomer of the year, she's hungry. What kind of leadership does she provide? She's that leader that uh, she'll talk and she'll tell you what what she's thinking, but she works. 
And when you see someone working that hard at practice and performing and doing well, there's an automatic admiration for that person and respect that she's uh, garnered. But she's, she's a good, she's a strong leader. You like to have that leader who sets the example through hard work, huh? Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so how about uh, pitching? Uh, Maria Gao is a name that comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, lowest ERA in the conference last year. Uh, wow. She, she is, she's our pitcher, and she is going to, she's going to be a workhorse. You know, we got her some extra support this year and a freshman that's going to give us some great innings. But Maria Gao is going to win us games, and the better she is, the better we will be behind her. She's another captain for us that um, she knows what to do. I think Maria has a little bit of a, she has a little bit more swagger this year. She knows that she's good, and we need her to know that she's good so that when she steps up against those, other great hitters, she feels confident that she's going to win, and I know that she feels that confidence. What makes her an exceptional pitcher? I think over the years it's been her mental toughness. Um, you know, her first couple of years she really dealt with some adversity. Uh, she came, went from a team with three All-Americans, um, led the nation in home runs, really, really competitive. And then, you know, we kind of had a rebuilding year, and she had some adversity. She had to put pitch in really tough situations. She had some really tough losses that she had to come back from. And we've asked her for the last three years to pitch our toughest possible game, which isn't always easy. And I think she's learned through that how to really deal um, with tough situations and it's made her a better athlete, a better pitcher, a better leader. And uh, she's, made, she's made herself for us indispensable. Tell us about the freshman you're bringing in to give her support. Uh, Kiana Wood. Um, I don't want to let all the cat out of the bag because uh, <laughs> she's a a lefty that throws in the 60s and her senior season had three perfect games in 6A in Oregon, and she wow. is going she's she's going to be just I I'm excited to see her four years. Okay, we won't say any more than that. You've got to be excited about the uh, the event coming up in, in Vegas. I know uh, that'll be fun for your players. It'll be great to get out in the sunshine and play some outdoor softball. I, I, I know you know that I can't let you go. One of the things that, that is so special for me in talking to you, if someone go, uh, Googles great sportsmanship softball, the first thing that comes up, is a story about you as a player at Central. You've probably told this story a few times. Would you mind telling us again? Yeah, um, anything that brings attention to Central. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my senior season, I was playing our last home game at home, and an um, uh, opponent from Western Oregon University had her first ever home run, and when she was turning around first, she tore ACL. And because um, of some... Uh, misunderstanding of rules, they were going to rule her out. I decided that uh, we could pick her up and carry her on the bases, and we did just that, and not thinking anyone would notice, especially, you know, coming from Ellensburg, Washington, and it made national press, and it's been great for our school, for our program, for recruiting, um, and it's been a whirlwind adventure that I, and, you know, I kind of pinch myself every day about things I've been able to do. Well, you know, it, it's one of those things, your motivation was in the right place, and I think that's what makes it beautiful. A lot of times, you know, you hear about people whose lives are changed by maybe they make a poor decision, maybe they make a good decision, but sometimes those decisions are sort of informed by the fact that there are a lot of people watching. That's what I think makes <laughs> this one so 
uh, wonderful for you guys is you had no idea that anybody was ever going to pay attention to it. But again, for our listeners, if you Google great sportsmanship softball, it'll be the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it's a, it's been, it's awesome. And I'm glad, you know, we can just get some attention for sportsmanship too. And, uh, whether they know my name or not, it doesn't really matter, but it was great for the sport of softball. It's been great having you with us. Thanks so much. And good luck. Have a great trip to, uh, to Las Vegas, uh, this week. And I hope you guys come back with some wins. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being with us. We greatly appreciate it. Our guest, uh, the fantastic softball coach of Central Washington, who has been uh, sort of an icon, I guess, in the world of uh, sportsmanship with that play. And and when you do Google that, you can see a New York Times story about it. You can see something uh, on YouTube, kind of a a, a recap from a television standpoint. Really a, a heartwarming story. Uh, Let me bring Evan O'Kelly back to the program. Evan, thank you so much for lining all this stuff up. It's been great. Uh, Really enjoyed talking with everybody tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Good to get a little uh, preview of the basketball coming up. We've got some tight races shaping up on the men's and women's side, and then uh, spring sports kicking off just like that. Uh, Big tournament down in Las Vegas. Yeah, now I know uh, Coach Holtman Fletcher is going to be down there uh, obviously, with her team, a lot of other uh, GNAC teams going down, and you're going down as well, am I right? Yep, that's right. I will be down there uh, helping out run the tournament. It's actually hosted by Montana State Billings, and uh, they do a great job um, organizing everything. They have all the games set up, ready to go. There's 32 teams from region, the West Region, the Southwest Region, uh, pretty much the Western United States. It's packed. It's about something like 60 or more games in three days. Um, so it's really a big event. Uh, my first time going, I'm really excited. Must be one of those places where they've got like four fields, four games going on at once. Is that the kind of deal? Yeah, there's a upper section of fields and a lower section of fields, as I understand it. So, of course, there will be multiple games going on at the same time. And like you said earlier, we'll have uh, six of our seven GNAC softball teams will be down there competing. And will we be able to follow it uh, over the uh, website, GNACsports.com? Will you have results and things there? Yes, absolutely. In fact, it's the first year that they're going to be doing live stats for each and every game. And actually, there will be a select few games that will even be live streamed uh, via video. So be sure to check out uh, GNACsports.com to get those links as well. Excellent. Do you have a sense going in, uh, you know, of, of, of how tough the competition is? Well, I really think it's going to be uh, balanced, and more than anything, I think it's a good opportunity for uh, a lot of our schools um, to see good competition uh, from within their region and some of the adjacent regions early on, um, get a look of what maybe a regional playoff game might look like uh, should they advance in the NCAA uh, tournament and just get those games under the belt early and then head into preseason or GNAC play rather uh, with some strong preseason games. What's new in baseball around the conference? Well, we were watching uh, the live stats yesterday. Western Oregon went down to uh, California to play Monterey, uh, Cal State Monterey Bay, and they took three games out of four. Uh, uh, Monterey Bay was ranked number 18 in the preseason poll, so that's a huge weekend for wow. Western Oregon. Yeah, the, you know, they were favored to win uh, the GNAC again this year, but right. starting out, Taking three out of four from a, a top 25 team is a huge uh, step for them. Big weekend for them now at Sonoma State. Yep, they're going right back on the road. They're actually playing five games at Sonoma State starting on Friday. 
Um, so they're they're up and running. Central Washington um, played two games last weekend. They were supposed to play four, and a couple got canceled there. But uh, Northwest Nazarene, I know they're hungry to get out there. They're starting this weekend. They got a brand new coach, Rocky Musgraves, will uh, try his hand at, at GNAC play, and then uh, St. Martin starts up this weekend at home as well. Now, we've also got, a little bit later this month, toward the end of the month, the track and field championships, indoor track and field championship, uh, championships for the conference, right? Yep, that's at the Ford Indoor uh, Sports Center there in Nampa, Idaho. Uh, we'll be going out there February 21st, 22nd. We've had um, some teams running some great preliminary times so far. I know that the Alaska Anchorage women are ranked in the, I believe the top 15 and then the Western Washington men cracked the top 25 as well. Um, it's very early for track, but you know, uh, we got some kids running some great preliminary times now and uh, the indoor championships are always a good time yeah i would think they would be and if anybody wants updates on all this stuff we've been talking about we've got a lot of things going on in the conference uh they can follow the gnac on twitter on facebook and get updates that way and always gnacsports.com right Absolutely. You know, it's crossover season. That's why we love doing what we do. We got basketball uh, just heating up. We got spring sports starting right now, so it's very hectic, but uh, we'll have all the updates for you. We uh, try and tweet live as best we can during games, get results out to people, um, tweet out highlights, and then, of course, we have all of our weekly reports at GNACsports.com, along with our schedules and standings and everything else you need to know about the GNAC. Yeah, it's really great, the, all, all the stuff you guys do for the GNAC. Keeps us all informed. Red Lion Players of the Week are all updated as well. Evan, thank you so much. Have a great and safe trip down to Las Vegas. Thanks, Kevin. appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. That sounds terrific. Evan O'Kelly does such a great job. I want to thank our guests tonight. Great talking basketball, great talking softball, and we look forward to having you with us next week. Good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.